1: everyone and welcome to this podcast episode in which I'm joined by Joanne Summer. and Joanne or Joe, as I'll call her in this podcast is a human potential coach, mindfulness practitioner, yoga teacher and energy healer practicing in Winchester and running retreats across the UK. She brings wit, compassion and insight to problems that feel either insurmountable or ungrateful. Do you recognize that I shouldn't feel like this, but syndrome, that's the kind of thing that she deals with. Whether you come to a weekly class, book a treatment or a coaching program or attend a retreat uh, with Joe, I know you'll be met with love, compassion and total belief that you are creative, resourceful and whole. Uh, you can find out more about how Joe works as we go through this podcast, and we'll share some links uh, and some of her Instagram feeds, etc. As we go through, and Joe says here, if you want a recommendation for a book that will change your life, and I know she's got two books herself, and we'll hear about those later, but if you want a recommendation for a book that will change your life, write this down. It's Bronnie's Wares, B R O N N I E. Their separate word where's W A R E apostrophe S, the f- top five regrets of the dying. So don't let your dreams die inside you. Let Joe and his podcast help you create your life of purpose and joy. Thanks for being a great intro to the podcast, Joe. Oh,
0: my pleasure, Simon. It's great to be here with you.
1: And you you mentioned the the book as a recommendation that will change your life, I, I guess there's a story behind that. So before we get into what we're drinking and you know, some mm. of the things you've worked on, tell us a little bit by, about why you recommended that people read this book if they want to change their life. What's the story behind that? The story behind the book
0: is uh, an Australian woman who spent two years of her life nursing people right in the end weeks of their lives and she found that they had in common a number of regrets that if we knew that earlier on would change how we lived our lives and so she writes this book the top five regrets of the dying to help people not have to have that deathbed regret and I think I first read it about 10 years ago so pretty much as it came out and it was one of those books that, you know, when you have a book that hits you in the chest or hits you in the gut, it you know, it actually physically moves you. That's what this book was like for me. It was that moment of am I really living the life that I want or am I still living a life that other people want yeah.
1: for me? Yeah. And that must be quite traumatic to deal with people at that stage of the life and hear these regrets because, you you've got to have compassion to do that in the first place and if you've got compassion emotional connection with these people uh, in such a precious moment, what a what a I, want, I don't want to say the word burden because I think that's the wrong word but you know what a position to be in where you hear these common regrets and knowing that there is nothing you can do to help them but that almost gives you a mission to help people that still have time, doesn't it?
0: I think that's so. the purpose, the entire purpose of her writing about it yeah. is to take this privileged information, but basically quite painful, poignant uh, yeah. information, and put it at our service so that we can do something different.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um, so let's move on to a slightly lighter note then. Um, yeah. What, what are we drinking today? Now, you've got in there uh, yoga, retreats, mindfulness. So I'm, I'm sat on the edge of my high-perch seat here wanting to know what it is that you're going to talk about that you're drinking.
0: Uh, I am still a coffee girl. Yay. my Yay! I'm a flat white girl, but I have to say, uh, during uh, the pandemic, I weaned myself off caffeine. So I do now drink decaf only right. okay. um but I yeah coffee, it's interesting isn't it because obviously then I'm not getting the caffeine hit but it still feels like my day hasn't started until I've had my first cup of coffee
1: yeah and I think there's there's an element of habit to how we drink our coffee and the yeah. times of day and a lot of people said oh you know I just can't start until I've had my double espresso and But very often, that's not actually the chemicals in the coffee. That's just a habit that they got into, isn't it?
0: That's it. It's part of my morning ritual. That moment, you know, I get up, I go downstairs, I make sure everything is clean and tidy in the kitchen while I'm making the coffee. And then my reward is the coffee. And I get my time. I have a very ancient cat. She's 20 and, uh, you know, have, I drink my coffee while cuddling the cat and reading my book. And it's my time for me before yeah. then much of my day really is dedicated to other people.
1: Yeah. And I think I think the other thing as well is sometimes we just like the taste. Yeah, you know, I, I drink coffee sure. because I like the taste of it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I love uh, malt whiskey as well, malt to scotch. And there are some. That are so precious to some people, and they give it me as though they're giving me liquid gold, and I just go, mm. oh, well, that's awful," <laughs> yeah. and they and they totally destroy. And you know, how can you not like this? But at the end of the day, you know, if we like the taste of our coffee and we like our flat white, flat whites, whatever it is, then then why not? Absolutely, why not? Yeah, it's,
0: it, and it's something that um, you know it gives me a little bit of joy. And mm. why would you not take an opportunity to insert a bit of joy into your day? Yeah,
1: yeah. And it's, it's about being in balance, isn't it? And, and taking mm. things in moderation. There was a mm. guy on the news the other day. I think he's the oldest guy in the UK, 109. And they were talking to him. And you know, the typical newsreader question, what's the secret to the long life? And he said, just one word, moderation. <laughs> he said, throughout all of my life, everything I've done, he said, I've done some amazing things, but always in moderation. <laughs> so that's great. It's just
0: a bit boring, though, isn't it? <laughs> it, it is. But I if, mean, it's if, wise. Yeah. But, yeah.
1: but how many people have not done something at all rather that's than true. do it in moderation? So I, I just looked the way he said, and it's the way he got a little bit of twinkle in his eye. And he said, I've done some pretty amazing things <laughs> in moderation. <laughs> You
0: wanted to know. You wanted yeah. to know what were your amazing things, didn't well, you? Well, and it's
1: the measure of moderation as well, isn't it? His measure of moderation might be com- diff- completely different to you, yeah. to I, and to the rest of the listeners. So, uh, so if if that's your 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 coffee, and you said you mentioned flat white, is there any particular favorite uh, brand of coffee? A favorite place where you go to get coffee? Is there mm. any, any any favorite at all?
0: Where I can, I like to support um, independents, So, and I've got a bit snobby about Mm. decaf brands because some of the big brands have great decaf and some have really poor decaf, Um, but where I can, it'll it'll be the um, independents. In Winchester, Winchester, we have a lovely place called The Hatch, um, which is part of Forte Kitchen. Um, on parchment street in Winchester, which ha- does delicious coffee, so that they're, they're somebody I like
1: to support. Great, big shout out to them, though. Yeah, that's good. So, thinking about your your business then, and you know the the multiple facet to business that you've got of you know getting the human potential through coaching mm. people, yoga, you know, such a, a wide vast set of skills that you've got and services that you deliver what would you say is the latest or most significant thing that you have either fixed or worked on in your own business?
0: In my own business, uh, what I felt is most important recently is communication with my clients. Okay. So in particular, as we've been weathering this pandemic situation, and a big part of what I do is retreats and in-person, or was in-person classes. There's been a lot of managing people's expectations, being very clear about what I can offer when, how I'm dealing with government guidelines. And um, also I would say showing a bit of leadership in how I want things to be handled and how we communicate with each other and my expectations in a way, my expectations of clients as, as well as what I'm offering clarity about what I'm offering so it's really been about communication
1: and, and that's interesting isn't it because many of the people listening to this whether they're business owners or coaches very often see themselves in a position of service to their clients mm. Mm. and the clients are the leaders you know they are the ones that you know shout jump and you ask how high uh, and for many people they will see that as quite an alien concept to actually show leadership and to, mm-hmm. I think you're right to set expectations and, and managing those expectations, but I'm, I'm intrigued to find out more about how you did that leadership and what kind of results that's giving you. Cause that's something I think the listeners will find quite intriguing.
0: So what do I mean by leadership in this? So if I talk about retreat, so I'm taking people away for a weekend and inevitably, There's a range of opinion and a range of likelihood. For example, I can't necessarily, uh, in fact, I wasn't prepared to ask the question uh, whether everybody had been vaccinated or not. I I actually respect each individual person's choice on that. What I set as the standard of courtesy for each other was that we would test before we would come. So I test every, I, I test a minimum of twice a week which yep. actually it's interesting how much in the uh, minority I am with that. But yeah, I test yeah. e- before seeing any client in person and at least twice a week, which is the government recommendation. And so as we come up to retreat, that's what I'm asking people to do. I'm telling them this is what I'm doing. And actually in the lead up to the retreat, I actually minimise my, my external contact so that I'm minimising my risk. Yep. And then I invite them to do the same. I'm not going to require it. I absolutely believe in giving people freedom of choice, but I can set it as an expectation. I can set it as a standard of courtesy that we can extend to each other.
1: So there's, there's two sides to leadership that I'm hearing you talk about then. There's a leadership to the clients where you're, uh, you, again, this is a definition of leadership and management, isn't it? You know, Leadership is about doing something or setting something that other people then can change to meet that the same, Mm. do the same. So by setting the example, you are leading them to to do likewise. But also it sounds like there's a self-leadership there as well. Yeah, I likewise, like you, test twice a week. I've got a client session on Friday. I've not been anywhere this week at all, but -hmm. I've still done my test on Tuesday. Instead of doing it on Thursday, tomorrow, I will do it on Friday before I see the client. But, you know minimum twice a week but there is an element of self leadership there i think that you're you're taking accountability for your own health and as you said not mixing externally with so many people before the retreat that that's, that that to me is more self leadership than actually because they'll never yeah. know that will they they probably won't even see that
0: no they they won't and and for me that's about my integrity yeah. You know, I want to manage my risk. I want to manage their risk. And it's one of the ways that I can do that. And it makes me feel like a responsible business owner, that it really comes down to that. I, I want to, if I were asked, to be able to say, yep, yeah, here's the list. And in fact, I have a prepared template so that if anybody ever asks, yeah. here's the list of all the measures that go into the retreat. We do a lot of things like um, we have a UV lamp, for example, that, we can actually uh, use in in the rooms and themselves, which is something that a lot of people aren't doing. Um, And and so that, you know, it's things like that. So if anybody needs it, it's there. I'm not scrabbling around. I'm, you know, I'm just able to say, yep, here you go. This is what we do. Um, And I I feel that that's something that business owners can take on. And the, the thing for me is we're in a point of such uncertainty We don't know how long we're going to be around this virus. We do know it will be around for a while. So those of us who have the opportunity to give some element of certainty, I feel have the duty to do it. Yeah. Because it's the uncertainty that's unhinging people's normal
1: sense of, you know, their mental stability. So we can. It's paralyzing people as well, isn't it? It People are frightened to do something. So they're just staying where they are, whether it's the right position they're in or not, because of that fear of uncertainty.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So where I can provide some certainty, I will. And where I can't, I'll say so. Yeah.
1: So how how are people that are coming along to these treats, how are they responding to that? How are your clients responding to that? What kind of difference has that made to you?
0: Uh, What's been good for me has been a really positive response to that and it's meant on the retreat uh, I've been able to have an open conversation with people about what it is that they want to observe on the retreat it helps create the conditions to be able to have uh, a very open and frank conversation so for example some people don't want to be touched other people you know they've been deprived of touch they're desperate for a hug I can ask that very openly. It's like it set the tone for that. We're going to just okay. be responsible and able to talk to each other about it. Um, so I, f- I found a positive response, actually. I found people feel held. You know, that's such a therapy term. Such a, yeah, yeah, It's such a therapy coaching term, but it, it is what it achieves, yeah, is, is yeah. a sense of reassurance.
1: Yeah, it's quite interesting you say about being touched because people, uh, People that know me know that I'm I'm not a uh, a huggy person. You know, shaking hands okay, but there's always that moment where do I shake a hand? Don't I shake a hand? You know, is this person? Mm. Oh they no, they're going for the full hug. Um, and you know, my my next door neighbour always says, "Do you mind if I enter your space?" Because mm. she knows I have this like meter space around me, and I've had that for a long while. It's just who I am. Mm. So COVID for me, and that has been amazing nobody stepped into my space (laughs) nobody's come close but now people are starting to and people are starting to put their hands out to shake it and I'm quite happy shaking somebody's hand um but uh yeah you know it's been quite nice having that little bit of circle around me that everybody else has been in the same circle of their own Mm -hmm. as well so it's been quite a unique experience but for some people it's been terrifying that they've lost that but mm. for others like me, it's actually quite nice. You know, it's taken away that uncomfortable. Sorry, you know, no, I'd rather not. hug mm. If that's OK.
0: Are you finding that more people ask your permission to hug you now? Because I'm yes. finding more
1: people are asking permission. Yeah. Yeah. Similar with the shaking hands, even the shaking hands. Oh, yeah. They almost go stop and then say, oh, are we shaking hands? Yeah, I'm mm. OK with that. Mm. I, yeah, I'll even put a hand on top of the hand that's shaking it, you know, just to show a little bit of. More touch. <laughs> but that's about it. That's me done. It's so, an
0: interesting one for those of us who work. So I'm tactile and yeah, I've yeah. had to learn to stop doing things like touching people, you know, but normally yeah. to make a point, I touch them or show I cared. I touch, you know, like just touch them on the arm. Um, and I've had to teach you'd, myself you'd to see stop me doing
1: back, that. You'd see me backing off. Yeah. 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 It's interesting, isn't it? How we, how we react. So you... You mention in your bio, and I've not read out the titles of the books because you you are the sort of co-author of, of a couple of books. Tell us a little bit about the books that you've you've written and co-authored and why? What, you know, mm-hmm. we, we, we've just heard you talk about at the beginning about this this person who wrote the books about people who were you know, regrets of dying. So we all have a reason to write a book. And everybody says there's a book in it somewhere because there has to be a reason for us to write a book so just explain a little bit about the books and your reason for writing them
0: yeah absolutely so the books are the two, the two books that have already been published are women leading more now and silver linings inspirational tales from lockdown okay. and so both of them were published during that first intense lockdown here in the uk and the aim of the Women Leading book was to bring forward some new thoughts about what's required in leadership mm-hmm. and what is required from female leaders and what's offered by female leaders. It's kind of both, really. Okay. Yeah. And so my chapter in that was interesting. You picked up self-leadership earlier because that was actually the title of my chapter
1: ah, really?
0: was really? self-leadership. And, it, and yeah. it's essentially a story of leading myself and then leading a group of female entrepreneurs um, mm-hmm. for them to then extend that leadership out into their community. So it is a group of women and men yeah. who have something to say about women's leadership, what it what it requires and what it has to offer. Okay. so that 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 book the silver linings book is a light-hearted book you know if you think back to those initial months and there was so much fear and panic um particularly I felt during that first month with the bombardment of images of countries yeah, that were yeah. just that little bit further forward in fighting them off the virus and It was a response to look at well, what did that time, so many people were gifted time, Mm. what did that time allow them to understand, to do, to change, to experience. Mm. So it's a story of people having amazing experiences, Mm. essentially, in no way denying what Mm. we've all lived through. But yeah. celebrating the other side of it—that that therefore some of us have been real silver linings—and
1: I'm sure the listeners will agree. So many people stepped up and did things that they would never have imagined they would have done. They went above and beyond to help friends, family, neighbors, strangers, didn't they? Um, and help themselves as well. You know, um, you know, look after their own health. You know, reflect. Uh, and consider so yeah so uh, two amazing books and where can they get these books
0: you can get them direct from me um yep. so if somebody wanted to do that they can contact me through joannesumner.com which is my website okay. um or they can just get them on amazon actually women leading more now and yep. it's silver linings
1: perfect perfect so we'll we'll come to some of the links of how to reach you in in just yep. a moment then so that's that's great um so You you gave us a good idea of what the books were about. I'm going to come back to my initial question. Why? Why why contribute? Why co-author a book? Hmm.
0: I think for me, it was that feeling of wanting to inspire for women leading, wanting to inspire. And in particular, I wanted to introduce the concept of self-leadership as one of the most powerful things we can do as leaders. Mm. For me it's that difference between teaching somebody and you know maybe you've got a fantastic program yeah. and you can take them through it and you can show them how to do all these different things but the secret source is the person the secret source is what do people see what do people experience yeah. when yeah. they're with that person and as far as I'm concerned, that's that's actually the real leadership. The others are leadership skills, but yeah. the actual leadership is how you are as a nice. person.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see that. And
0: I wanted to introduce that into that book. Great. Silver Linings, it was about hope. My goodness, we
1: needed hope. Yeah. And yeah. and it's a very simple book. It's just story, people's stories of hope. Yeah. Yeah. One of my favourite books, uh, as an easy read because you don't have to go through it in long steps, is, uh, is it, I'm trying to think of the title. Now. Is it Chicken Soup for the Soul? Yes. You've ever read that? It's all yeah. little stories, and I always remember the the story of the the firefighter and the little boy who I can't remember if he was ill or he might have even been dying, and the firefighters turned up and you know went in through his window and did this amazing thing for him, and yeah, such. Heartwarming warming stories that you get goosebumps when you're listening. I mean, I listen to books rather than read books, so I get goosebumps when I'm listening to the books as well as reading them. So you've you've mentioned the importance of, of self-leadership uh and you know all that comes with that. And when I first started introducing you in your bio, I, I said that you're a human potential coach. Hmm. How does human potential and that self-leadership come together. If you could give the listeners some idea of what it takes to start to explore that potential that we each have. I know that's quite a big question, but just give us a little bit of an insight.
0: Absolutely. The place that I would start for somebody is with being still and taking time to reflect on what you're thinking. So people often come to coaching because they're experiencing an obstacle um, or you know, they feel stuck. They feel like they lack clarity. And what I would want somebody to do and what I do in coaching is ask them to be still, to get into their body, by which I mean, perhaps just really become aware of their breathing and then begin to notice what the thoughts are that bubble up. Because as far as I'm concerned, the thought that you're having about the situation is what governs how you feel about it okay. and how you feel about it is what governs how you behave how you behave governs the consequences right because you behave a certain way you get a certain set of consequences now those consequences cause you to have a new set of thoughts new feelings new behaviors new consequences it's quite easy to see how if you've got a negative thought pattern going on that's a downward circle yeah, yeah. if you however you have a positive thought about a situation it doesn't have to be a situation that you're feeling on top of you can still have a positive thought about a learning situation
1: yeah.
0: if it's positive it generates positive feelings it generates positive possibility essentially
1: and i'm intrigued by that because you know um I, I love my yoga and I haven't been to yoga for quite a while because the guy who does the classes knows. So I've been doing it, doing it, using apps and what have you. Yeah. And uh, Greg, who does yoga classes in the village next to next to me, um, you know, he does that, you know, focus on the breathing, you know, lie down at the beginning of the class. And it's about clearing the thoughts mm-hmm. and you know feeling how the body feels feeling where the tension is and you do you feel the you know the back arch when it shouldn't be arched you, you know let it sink mm-hmm. with the breathing but it's, it's a lot of that when we think about yoga for me is about getting rid of the thoughts just being still and clearing them out it's interesting that to experience the potential that you just mentioned there it's about realizing what thoughts do come because they do come rushing in and it's a real battle when I lie there on the village hall floor and it's quite hard wooden floor on my little thin mat and he's trying to say clear the forts and talk about clear them it's like somebody's pouring them in yeah. it's quite difficult isn't it and, and yeah how much different would I be if I actually started just to capture those thoughts and think about them because rather than trying to sweep them away actually listen to them i think that'd be quite an intriguing exercise to do so listeners uh, i think that's something we should all do after this podcast lie mm-hmm. there be still got a yoga mat fine but rather than brush them away do what joe's just said there you know listen to them what are they because they are the thoughts that are actually plaguing us all day long aren't they
0: for me i talk about it as coming to understand your mental landscape and your emotional landscape Because that's what you're navigating, isn't it? Mm. According to the thoughts, you're generating an experience because you can have the same event seen through a negative lens. It gets interpreted one way, seen through a positive lens. It gets interpreted another way. So for me, it's a critical skill to be at peace and allow the thoughts to arise. Look at them with curiosity. Yeah,
1: love that and i'm leaving a moment there because i think listeners you need to really let that sink in mm. and particularly what Joe's just said about curiosity because i love that word that's one of the one of my favorite words that really conjures up a way of examining something and digging into it isn't it and exploring it in you know such you know a, a good way so I, I love that before i ask you to share a tip and perhaps the tip evolving on that a little bit more uh, or giving us a lesson that perhaps we can learn, because that's an amazing one just right there. Give us a little bit about how we can connect you. Um, give us the details of your website, your Instagram, your Facebook, etc., and just tell the listeners how they can reach out to you.
0: Yeah, so listeners are so welcome to connect to me through the website, which is www.joannesumner.com. Or, Instagram is probably the place I'm the most active. That's okay. at Joanne Sumner Wellbeing. But you yep. can also find me on Facebook at Joanne Sumner Wellbeing.
1: Great. And just for the listeners, if you're writing this down, Joanne is J O A N N E. And then, obviously, when you're using the website, it's all one word. And then the last name is Sumner, which is S U M for mother, N for November, E R. So sumnercom and at joannesumnerwellbeing on Instagram. Perfect. Yeah, yeah, great. So there you go. We've got somewhere to go. And copies of the books are available through the website and, of course, on Amazon as well. Uh, women Leading, More, Full Stop Now. I love that. Uh, and yeah, also Silver Lining, Stories from Lockdown to Uplift and Inspire. It's great. So two good books to go out there i've got to ask a question because i mentioned it right at the you know earlier on i don't read books that much even though you yeah know, people list, listeners can't see the books i've got in my bookcase but i tend to uh, buy the books for reference uh, not to read audio versions available yes they are um,
0: we read them ourselves so you also you? get them yeah. in our own voice ah, uh, which geez. i really like yeah, yeah. yeah. No, so I like that. yeah Simple search should, should find the audio as well. We did it on Anchor, I believe, was the software that we used, but it's available in all the places you would expect.
1: Perfect. Well, that's it. You've made my day. Mm-hmm. So let's, let's finish off with a lesson or tip. What, what would you like to share that the listeners, other than what you've already given them, can go and do something with, take away, act upon, and take away as a lesson or tip today?
0: I've been working a lot on something called the components of happiness. And here are two suggestions uh, in terms of increasing your happiness. The first is, for the first five minutes of a conversation or a situation, don't criticize. See what happens. And the second tip is, I, I just love this tip. In terms of generating more kindness, look at the world as you wish the world would look at your child look at the world
1: mm-hmm. as you
0: wish the world would
1: look at your child okay now for some of the listeners they're probably thinking what how do i do that so um i can understand a little bit of where you're coming from but just explain a little bit more about how you might expect because i haven't got me yeah. We've got, no. we've got animals, yeah. dogs, etc. Yeah. But you know, yeah. You know, what kind of things should we expect? Do you think when we think the world would look at our child?
0: So if you think about how you wish the world would look at your child, I don't have children either. It works mm. whether or not you have children. It's if I think about, let's say my nephews, yep. I wish people would, te- would treat them with tenderness and respect.
1: Mm. Okay. So it
0: means behaving with tenderness and respect.
1: Yeah.
0: If you look at your pet with kindness, compassion, and um, soft, I, it, one of the terms I use is soft eyes. Okay. It's like looking through soft eyes rather than yeah. hard eyes, critical eyes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's you.
0: just a way of introducing um, a bit of human tenderness back into yeah. how we relate with each other. Yeah
1: and imagine listeners if if we all did that if every person in the world did that what a different world we'd live in today yeah mm. great well you have giving us two great tips there uh, components of happiness two tips of how to improve our happiness and i can tell you after the day i've had today and some of the clients i've spoken to if they actually took tip number one Mm-hmm. And didn't criticise in the first five minutes <laughs> of a conversation because most of them have got in trouble because they have, yeah, different different outcomes for those clients. Definitely, definitely. So there you go, listeners. You've got something to uh, to take away from that. Two great tips, as well as all the other things as well. So I'm going to ask you a, a, a question, Joe. Now, if you're going to have your next decaf flat white. And I don't get the flat white thing. Most of the listeners know (laughs) that. If you've listened to any of the podcasts from the beginning, flat white is one of those coffees that I just don't understand what the difference (laughs) is between flat white and the cappuccino and anything else, but Mm. there you go. Um, But if you were to have your next decaf flat white in a dream location, where would that dream location be?
0: Oh, that's a lovely question. My dream location right now Mm. is Hawaii. I long to visit Hawaii.
1: Okay. Have you been before?
0: No, and nope. it's a really me curious neither. one. Yeah, it, it's uh, rising up in me. I, I feel a real need and desire to go.
1: Right. Okay. Yeah. I've only had one podcast guest from Hawaii, actually. And, uh, yeah, you know, they paint such a beautiful picture of it. And you know, I... I, I as I brought up, was brought up, I was a big Elvis Presley fan and you know, Aloha was one of his films and you know, yes. that whole film setting Hawaii, that, that was it for me. So uh, yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. So I've got to ask a, a final part of that question. If you're going to Hawaii, time of the day, sunrise or sunset? Or somewhere oh, I'm in a sunset. between? I sunset. am a sunset girl, yes. Right, okay, great. So sunset, Hawaii, decaf, flat white.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, feet in the sand, absolutely. Yeah, great. Well, thank you so much for sharing so much with us today. You're giving us some amazing tips, some amazing reading references as well. And two great things at the end two tips of how we can improve our components of happiness. So, I love that. So, great. Thank you for giving up your time. I really do appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, um. I'm really pleased that you're getting back to retreats and you're making them work as well, because that's such a, an important thing that we, think we all need to get back to. Thank you, Simon. And listeners, as you know, this is part of my mission to help you be more aware, better educated. We've done that in heaps today. Thanks to Joe. And the final thing is accountability. Don't just listen to what Joe has told you about those two components of happiness. Go out and do something with them. Think about the starts of those conversations. Think about how you want the world and would expect the world to see your child, your pet, whatever it is, and treat the world as you would expect them to treat your child and your pet. That would be a great thing for us all to do. And I look forward to having you on the next podcast. Bye for now.
0: Thank you for listening. Don't forget, if you'd like any help and support with your business, do get in touch with Simon. And to discover what your business needs you to fix next, visit www.sterlingcoaching.fixthisnext.com. Please do subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. And Simon would love you to rate and review the show too. Thank you.